the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day, and welcome once again to Selwyn's Law. I'm Selwyn Whitehead. I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney, and I'm also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist who's been certified by the state or Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I'm also uh, the holder of a couple of master's degrees in law. One makes me a master of the law of taxation law, and the other is a master of the laws of intellectual property law. So I guess I can consider myself a legal avenger. (laughs) Both of my master's degrees were obtained from my favorite alma mater, Golden Gate University School of Law in beautiful downtown San Francisco. And I guess some of you can tell by now that I really think the San Francisco Bay Area is or are the B's and E's. Because of my training, experience, expertise, and interest, I primarily practice bankruptcy law, but I also do debt wealth management and estate planning outside of bankruptcy, but sometimes in bankruptcy, real estate and taxation law, outside bankruptcy and inside bankruptcy. And I'm proud to say that as part of my practice, on occasion, I'm able to help vindicate the rights of seniors who find themselves the victims of the various forms of financial elder abuse that's running rampant in our society today. I am, as always, so pleased to be able to come to you once again from the beautiful Cape Back Studios in the beautiful San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some of the financial and legal issues confronting families and small business owners. However, once again, I must inform you that this show does not provide any legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you as you begin your search for more detailed information that's tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances. And hopefully, um, I can provide you with an outline of some of the key issues that may help you when you seek out and find qualified professional help. Because I do believe you need professional help when you're dealing with legal and financial issues. Because as I'm known for saying, you know, taking a legal matter onto yourself without counsel is like taking a butter knife to a gunfight. If you're lucky and you get real close to your adversary, you might be able to scratch her on the arm or even poke her in the eye, but more likely she's going to get you and you're going to be dead on arrival. And that means that your valid claims and valid defenses will make it to the promised land and see paradise long before you do. 
So once again, I must share with you the purpose of the show is to provide education about these very important issues concerning your money and more than likely the lack thereof. And, you know, provide you with some understanding of the financial wherewithal issues that confront uh, families and small business owners, particularly those that deal with your financial health, wealth, and money-related well-being, as I understand these concepts in a non-threatening educational forum. With that said, we're going to continue our discussion about the flip side of entrepreneurship, and that is to say key issues confronting small business owners. Um, the, the subject matter is taken from a chapter of a book that I'm writing on issues uh, confronting women-headed households, but, you know, it's for everybody, men, women, whoever heads a household or whoever has a small business. These are things that I believe could be very important to you, and that's the reason why I'm sharing with you here today. Uh, when we were last together, we continued our discussion of that a special kind of bankruptcy that Congress has established just for farmers and fisher persons, that is to say a Chapter 12 bankruptcy, which in essence takes some of the best debtor-focused provisions of a Chapter 13 bankruptcy. And as we've discussed, Chapter 13s are designed for individuals and their spouse, and that is to say you must be a human being, that is to say you bleed red blood or green, and you breathe air, hopefully not to pollute it. And it incorporates those provisions of Chapter 13 into what I consider the most user-friendly provisions of a small business Chapter 11 bankruptcies. And I do this because here in the Bay Area, throughout California, and basically all across this country for that matter, we have a very large and very diverse family farming and fisher person community that have been and continue to be negatively impacted by some of the fallout of the public policy decisions um, made by the folks back in Washington, D.C. concerning our our national trade policy that have and continue to affect some of our farmers. For example, our current trade war with China and the European Union that has, by some estimates uh, reported in the Wall Street Journal, bought on a nearly 74% decline in the amount of soybeans shipped from the U.S. to China, for example, year over year, 2017 to 2018. And that's because China stopped buying from us in 2018 in retaliation to our tariffs against it, as China has been the largest soybean exporting, receiving country in a relationship between uh, the United States. And um, those of you who want to follow up on this, um, there's an excellent article that was written in the Wall Street Journal, actually on the 4th of July, entitled, Farmers Build a Soybean Export Empire Around China. Uh, now they're fighting to save it. Trade tensions have hampered sales of soybeans to China, a major export market it took U.S. agriculture decades to create. The article was written by Jesse Newman, and again, it was published in the Wall Street Journal on July 4th. It has a lot of great charts and graphs, and it just really spells out uh, the situation such that a blind man could see it. And these same said farming and fishing communities have continued to be negatively impacted about our 
public policy about giant, uh, climate change. That is to say, our lack of a climate change public policy that is affecting our fresh and saltwater habitats' ability to produce the consumable fish for that is needed for our fisher persons to catch and sell to us to eat in order for them to make a living for themselves and their families and make a significant contribution to our economy as a whole. This lack of climate change policy has allowed us humans to continue our bad habits that are contributing factor to the ever-escalating series of droughts and fires, uh, as well as the spate of floods in the Midwest that are hampering our farmers' ability to plant crops. So when we were last together, we were discussing Chapter 12 bankruptcies for family farmers. I shared with you the fact that in order to be eligible for to file a Chapter 12, a family farmer could not have more than uh, about $4.3 million in debt. And as I informed you of some pending legislation entitled uh, the Family Farm Relief Act of 2019, uh, denominated as House Resolution 2336, uh, that had been introduced in April, uh, that would increase the debt limits for farmers up to $10 million. Well, here's a quick update. The bill passed out of its markup hearing in the House Judiciary Committee last Thursday, the 12th of July, and it's on its way. That is to say, it looks like it's going to pass bipartisan uh, both chambers. But, you know, as anything goes on back in Washington, let's just wait and see and hope for the best. Today, as I promised, I want to continue this discussion but focus on family fisher persons. That is to say, they're an equal component of Chapter 12. So here are the basics. Uh, To qualify as a family fisher person in a Chapter 12, an individual or the individual and his or her spouse must own and be engaged in a commercial fishing operation, have aggregate debt of less than uh, right under $2 million, have at least 80% of his or her debt, excluding the debt on their principal residence, arise out of commercial fishing operations. That is to say that they primarily have business debt, and that business debt is related to the fishing operation as opposed to maybe somebody's a real estate broker or someone's a television personality. So this debt is primarily business debt, and it comes from the fishing operation. And the, the fisher person receive more than 50% of his or her gross income from commercial fishing operations for the preceding taxable year. The definition of commercial fishing operations includes catching or harvesting of fish, shrimp, lobster, urchins, seaweed. You know, I um, did some research, and seaweed is a very potent uh, crop because it has substantially, has as much or substantially more nutritional value as fish. Okay, seaweed and then shellfish and other aquatic species or products such as um, spices that are harvested or agriculture, well, excuse me, aquacultural activities consisting of raising or marketing any such species. So that's basically um, 
what uh, you, you have to be in order to take advantage of Chapter 12. And to qualify, again, it's 50% has to be owned by the farmer and his or her relatives if they're a corporation or a partnership. And um, that's kind of uh, similar to what goes on in um, uh, farmers. And if you're a corporation or a partnership, you can't have publicly traded stock. So when we come back, we'll dig a little bit deeper into issues confronting family fisher persons. But first, we're going to take a short break. back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. Welcome back to Selwyn's Law as we continue our discussion of Chapter 12 bankruptcies, focusing in on the issues confronting family fisher persons by sharing excerpts from an editorial by a gentleman by the name of Rocky Kishner. It was published as an editorial in the Huffington Post on July 11, 2019. And it was published right in advance of Hurricane Barry that turned into a tropical storm. But they were projecting it was going to be a hurricane at the time. So oh, this gives you a little bit of understanding about what fisher persons have to confront. And the author says, there is an environmental disaster unfolding in the Gulf Coast of Mexico. A slow-moving flood of polluted Mississippi River water is causing a Serious damage to Gulf species and a major storm threatens to make it even worse. As fishermen deep in Louisiana Bio, a woman by the name of Kendra Anderson and her family face their share of life altering changes in recent years. Personally, first there was Hurricane Katrina in 2005, that monster storm that devastated her small fishing community in. Plaquecue Parish, a parish is a county in Louisiana, before roaring up the Gulf Coast, killing more than 1,800 people and destroying $125 billion with a B in property. Five years later, there was the BP Deepwater Horizon drilling rig that exploded 40 miles offshore, spewing nearly 200 million gallons of crude. The fisheries have not fully recovered more than nine years later, nor has her family. But this year may be even worse. A historic, slow-moving flood of polluted Mississippi River water loaded with chemicals, pesticides, and human waste from 31 states and two Canadian provinces is draining straight into the marshes and the bayous off the Gulf Coast of Mexico. The nurseries of Arneson's fishing grounds, that is to say, and it's upsetting the delicate balance of salinity and destroying the fragile ecosystem in the process. As the Gulf waters warm this summer, algae feed on this freshwater brew, smothering oxygen-starving marine life. So I'm put a plug in this. Those of you who are interested in science or scientists or I think anybody breathing air on this planet have to understand that there's some of the things that we're doing are polluting our water tributaries that flow into salt water, such as the Gulf of Mexico. And when you bring those pollutants in, 
it has an effect on the habitat of the fish in the saltwater streams and also on the Gulf Coast, the um, salt animals, fish that live in salt water. And so this is impacting the fisher persons that are there. And we don't hear a whole lot about fisher persons. We hear more about farmers uh, because one believes that, you know, one knows that farming produces, um, you know, crops that we eat and produce animals that we, that we also eat. And so they seem to have a higher priority in the media. But one should realize that fishing is, has, has an equal uh, value to the human species Human species came out of the sea, and we eat, we, we, we rely on, on fish to survive all around the world. And if we're going to be polluting the habitat for fish, that's going to have very negative impact on us as a human species. Getting back into the article, it states that fishermen and state government officials agreed that this long, hot summer may go down in history as one of the most destructive years for Gulf fisheries. The torrent of river water pushing into Gulf estuaries is decimating crab, oyster, and fish populations. The brown shrimp catch this, is, this spring in Louisiana and Mississippi is already down by an estimated 80%, and the oysters are completely wiped out in some of the most productive fishing grounds in the country, according to state and industry officials. The polluted fresh water also triggers algae blooms, which have led to beach closures all across Mississippi. The Army Corps of Engineers says that it has had the most rainfall in 124 years, and it's not going to get any better any soon. And according to people who rely on the Army Corps of Engineers to make sure that levees don't break, he said, I've had grown men call me on the phone and cry, according to Arneson, who serves on the board of the Louisiana Shrimp Association and works on state coastal management issues. This feels like the height of the BP oil spill. Mississippi and Louisiana already started the process of requesting federal disaster assistance from their damaged fisheries, but it will likely be a long while before any money reaches the fisher persons whose nets are coming up empty. To officially apply for disaster relief, Louisiana state officials say they will need more data and that will take months to compile. So again, stepping out of this, I, I talked about farm persons last week and this week, seeing a reduction in 74% of their sales to China or their sales to China because it's so focused has reduced in them losing uh, 74% of their sales. Here, we're talking about wiping out 80% of fisher person's ability to catch nutritious fish that's not polluted for us to put on our tables and for them to put, to make the money that they need to put food on their families' tables. So we are in a, a crisis. And um, a, a Chapter 12 bankruptcy 
although I'm sure many of these Fisher persons don't realize it, might be a way to help them reorganize their debt. It's out there. I don't know how many um, Fisher persons have filed for Chapter 12 bankruptcy in recent years, but if it's a corollary to what's going on in the farm farming place, yeah, I su- suspect not very many. It better for these individuals to consider filing a Chapter 12 to reorganize their debt as opposed to, you know, falling victim and having to basically um, give up uh, their livelihood. It's really sad because getting back to, to the article, it states that many fishermen who worked in these areas for generations suspect something else is threatening their future, and they say that's politics. As part of a plan to save Louisiana's rapidly shrinking coastline, that's the, another uh, casualty of polluted excess rainwater uh, coming through uh, the Mississippi River and spewing out uh, into the Gulf. It's causing the coastline to shrink. State agencies want to pump more sediment-heavy river water to help rebuild the disappearing land. So, so just think about that. You're caught between a rock and a hard place. Your government doesn't have a climate change a policy, which is affecting more rain and flooding upstream. When it comes downstream, because it ca- captures all of the pollutants, human pollutants, as well as chemical pollutants that are used to fertilize crops, and it's coming down and that's dis- decimating the fisher person's um, uh, territorial where they catch fish. And now the government, because the coastline is shrinking, wants to pump more <laughs> of this water with the idea of ca- that catching on and building up the coastline. So, yeah, the, the fishermen persons are in a, uh, between a rock and a hard place. And they question the efficacy of fresh, freshwater diversion and worry about the damages and dangers to fisheries and marine life posed by these projects. They question why NOAA uh, wants, you, you have to get a, a waiver from the National Oceanic uh, Administration to do anything to divert waters and rivers, and they question why NOAA would grant waivers to Louisiana last year to bypass the Marine Mammal Protection Act and allow freshwater diversion construction to proceed. Meanwhile, farmers know a changing climate is not working in their favor. Scientists say the Mississippi River is expected to continue to flood in future years as the atmosphere heats up and produces stronger storms with more rainfall. Barry, which was heading for the coast at the time this article uh, was written, was threatening the whole ecosystem. And although it wasn't a hurricane when it landed, it did a lot of damage. So... All of this worries Alice Cooper, a fourth-generation fisherman and president of the Louisiana Shrimp Association, who's leading a delegation of fisher persons to Washington this month to plead their case for disaster assistance. He blames the Army Corps of Engineers for not adequately managing the rivers and controlling and dredging the rivers' passage that enter into the Gulf Coast, making the effect of freshwater even worse. But his biggest worry is for his family and future generations. He comes from a long line of fisher families who have prospered and persevered in one of the most 
bountiful fisheries in the world, and he doesn't want this to be the last generation. My sons can't make enough to feed their family, he said. What's going to happen to them? Arneson worries are well-founded. If we keep operating like this, we're going to kill the estuaries and the ocean. Yet they dismiss us, she said. Our fishing feeds America. It should matter to everyone. So I trust you can see why Chapter 12s are so important in our economy. I'm going to leave it there for now. Uh, Next time, we'll continue our discussion about other issues confronting families and small business. Till then, I want you to stay on the right side of the law. Till next time, take care. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.